Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Good day, good day, everyone. I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van. And for this week's Enter to Win uh, Money Coaching Session, we're going to be talking about a very important topic. But before we do that, I want to introduce uh, Dr. Askia Davis Sr. And uh, he is just an expert at what he does. And you know that quote, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to find more friends, better friends. <laughs> and so I'm here to tell you that Dr. Davis is the smartest man in the room, and I'm just glad to be a part of it. So welcome. And uh, this particular issue uh, today we're going to talk about is pensions. And the reason why we're talking about it, because we want you, the listeners, to really understand that there's more than one way to generate wealth. And today, uh, both Dr. Davis and I are going to be sharing that with you. And uh, he's done some great things. He's a superintendent of the New York City school system. He has a doctorate's degree went to Columbia University, Brooklyn College, got it all started. And uh, he's just going to share his knowledge and wisdom with us. And I'll do my part. How about that? Are we in agreement? I know you are. All right. Okay, Dr. Davis, good to have you again. And uh, we'd love to talk to you about pensions because we know that it can make a difference in the lives of the listeners. They just need to need some more knowledge about the process. Okay, so, so we are in the United States of America. Good old USA. And the USA, when you retire at 65, you get Medicare, which is health insurance. Yes. And you get social security. But guess what? There are politicians who don't want you to have Medicare. <laughs> Hello. And they don't want you to have Social Security. <laughs> you know, Social Security does not exist in many countries around the world. Sure it doesn't. So when you get to be 65, you are on your own when you retire. On your own. So in, America, in, in Air Force terms, you're solo. <laughs> you're, solo. <laughs> you're flying by yourself. <laughs> so in America... In America, the politicians are encouraging you to get pensions. So if you work for a company, the company has a pension fund. Now in the past, when I was starting, a lot of the companies had guaranteed pension funds. Exactly. So when you started to work, if you worked for 30 years for them, they guaranteed you a certain pension level. Based on your years, based on the years of employment, Exactly, and your salary. And salaries, exactly. And so they stopped doing that about maybe really wholesale about 25 years ago. Right, and they, they, they stopped, stopped it they because stopped. people, it would actually help people out. That's why they stopped it. Yeah. <laughs> and it costs the companies a lot. So for instance, General Electric, everyone knows General Electric. Oh yeah, good old General, GE. General Electric has a pension fund that at one point was dedicated and they owe billions of dollars that every year out of whatever profits they make or don't make, they have to contribute to that pension fund. Well, the employees. Mm -hmm. And so for that reason, General Electric and is in a bad situation. Absolutely. From the perspective of the investors. Yes. The stock has gone down. 
because they said, okay, if you're only making $5 billion in your pension fund, you need to put $1 billion of that into your pension fund every year. Right. And you need to buy equipment, you need to pay salaries, et cetera, et cetera. So I want to talk a bit about pensions and why they are so important. Absolutely. Now, there are some people, and I have to say this, because Brother Paul, you know, there are some people who <laughs> think that if you talk about making money in America, you have to be a capitalist. Exactly. Yes. That's, that's, that's the, normally the discussion. And that's a bad word for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so they say, well, I don't want to listen about, listen to any ideas about it. And I say, okay, so you are working and guess what? You are caught up in the investment system, whether you want to be or not, because guess what? The company that you are working for is probably are, is investing in the stock market. Absolutely. Earning and, and, and they're, and they're capitalized that way as well. Right. They're, they're earning profits to pay your salary. Mm -hmm. That's right. To give you a pension. And when you have that pension, they are contributing it a certain percentage of your salary, say 3%. Right. And they ask you to put in 3 4 or 5%. They'll match it. Exactly. Because they don't want to give you a guaranteed pension. They are saying, you, we're going to give you some money and you have to make that money work for you. So when you get to be 65 and you retire, yes, whatever you did with your investment, with your pension, it's on you. It's not on me. Exactly. So they it's want you to have what we call skin in the game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not on the company anymore. Exactly. So when I retired from the New York City Board of Education, I had a dedicated pension. Mm -hmm. It was based on my years of service. Yes. Times a multiple. And so if I worked 30 years. Right. Based on the tenure. Mm -hmm. I had 30 years. Then they would multiply that by two, mm -hmm. 60, and they would guarantee me 60% of my highest salary. Exactly. The Air Force is very similar to that as well. They based on the number of years, and in my case, as a military officer, the number of years of promotions that I made over time. And so it's a guaranteed pension for life. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, pension for life, mm -hmm. insurance for life. Insurance. Like I have Medicare, but mm -hmm. I also have the insurance from the New York City Board of Education. Right. Yeah. That's the same thing for me. And yeah. I would tell you that it's good because my family is taking care of the rest of their lives mm -hmm. in terms of medical care. Health care. Yeah. Yeah. Very important because one of the things that really make a lot of people go broke in America is it's medical costs. Medical costs. Mm -hmm. So going back to this, so that's the kind of pension I have. Sure. And, 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 workers, city workers, state mm -hmm. workers tend to have this. But a lot of companies, they used to give you this kind of a pension, but they don't anymore. They give you a certain percentage of your salary each year. They ask you to put a certain amount into yes. the pension fund. Mm -hmm. And however it grows, it's on you. Right. So what happens with most people, and this is really sad, is they never learn about how to make that pension work for them work for them mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. So I've spoken with people who are very bright, medical doctors, lawyers, uh -huh. Uh -huh. well other things. <laughs> and you ask them, okay, so tell me about your pension. Well, uh, my company gives me a certain amount and I put a certain amount in and they invest it a certain way, which I don't understand. Exactly. So I was talking <laughs> to a young lady recently. Uh-huh. A young lady I mentored for a long time. Uh, I looked and I said, okay, I want to look at your pension. Let's, let's mm -hmm. see how we can really maximize what you have. Exactly. So when we opened it up, they, the, the amount of money that she was putting in wasn't a lot. It wasn't five figures each year. Mm -hmm. But the company had a formula and they were putting it into 10 different Mutual funds. funds. Right. So they were trying to diversify. They were allocation. diversifying, but not wisely. Exactly. Because some of the, when you looked over three or four years, uh -huh. some of the mutual funds were earning about 8% a year. Right. And some were using and earning 1%. What? <laughs> and no so way. Said, what, what kind of decision making? So I asked her, I said, look, you have to consolidate this. You sure. have to look at these funds that are paying eight, nine, 10% a year. Right. And you have to move the money there because what we're going to do is I'm going to show you how to look at the performance of that fund over a 10 year period, a 20 year period. So you could get a sense of how strong that fund is. Exactly. And how strong it's going to be. And then you could also look at those that are giving you 1% or 2%. And, move and you them. can look at them over 10 years and 20 years, and you can see that they're going to be weak forever. For sure. So they have well, a bit built in weakness. She consolidated. Mm -hmm. And also got her to begin to think of stocks as well. Sure. Because a lot of people don't know that in your pensions, you Depending upon the pension, you can actually purchase stock. That's now, right. some pension funds don't allow that, but many do. That's right. So, how do you make a decision about a stock? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this young lady, I told her, uh, look, what, what are you interested in? What, what do you think? Do some research. She came back with Pinterest. Sure. Pinterest. Exactly. She invested part of her pension in Pinterest. Uh -huh. She's seen a tremendous, more than double since the time she started, which was just about six months ago. She's happy. She's happy. <laughs> but meanwhile, if she had left that same amount of money in that mutual fund earning 1%, you see. So this is, to me, this is about how do you set up your family to be in this? How do you set up yourself? Because hmm. many of the young people out there in their 20s and 30s and 40s, guess what? That's There's no guarantee they're going to have Social Security when they get to be 65. Yeah. They're, they're saying it won't be there for them. It may not be there for them. Yeah. And so what are you going to depend upon in order to live a comfortable life? Exactly. So you need to look at your pensions. You need to study. And there are so many things that I encourage my friends to do. I don't tell them what stocks to buy. Absolutely. I, I will share with them what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I say, my situation is different from it's yours. Totally different. Anything yes. that you don't understand and that you don't research. Exactly.
because knowledge is power. It right? really is. Absolutely. And so people look and they say, well, I can't read. This, that's too difficult. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. You just need to do, like you said, do some research. You Same research you did do for a company when you worked for them all those years. There are kids in high school mm -hmm. that are doing things like the stock market game yeah. Yeah. and other different uh, entities that teach rich, them how to. Yeah, rich, rich dad, poor dad, that type of thing. And they learn, they learn at 13, sure. 12 years old, mm -hmm. 13, 14 years old. So you are an adult. You owe it to yourself and to your family to educate yourself. Absolutely. And Absolutely. this is not about, you know, just wealth building. This is sure. about security. Yes. Long-term, long-term security at that. Because guess what? There are people every day who are making decisions that don't care whether you are secure or not. It's in their best interest. <laughs> they, they, there are people who see the universe as being limited. Yes. And so they want to make sure they get a bigger slice than you would ever see. Yes. So, and you never know it either. You'll never know. Mm -hmm. And so then what you have is you have people who don't pay attention to their pension, don't optimize. And we'll talk a little bit later about some of the ways sure. that they can optimize uh, their investments and optimize the use of their pensions. Mm -hmm. But the critical thing now is education. It no truly is. There. And I'm telling you, Paul, there are people who I know that are on TV even mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who don't know what they have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, look at what happened the other day with Calvin Hart, right? Right. Calvin. Yeah. So he had about a million dollars that was uh, taken by his, yeah. someone who handled his money. I, I think that's the way they explained it. Yeah. Yeah. The guy, he hired someone to purchase things for him. Right. So he has yeah. a credit card. He right. gives the guy his credit card right. and he's not paying attention to right. the purchases. Yeah. It was his personal shopper. Exactly. And within 19 months, that guy stole a million dollars from him. Million Allegedly. Dollars. Exactly. Allegedly. So what I'm saying is, I'm not saying Calvin Hart is unwise. unwise. I am saying he's unwise. I'm not saying he's dumb. Because right. there's a difference between being dumb and unwise. Right, because you, you need to call uh, quarterly meetings. Yeah. You have want to receive those statements. And you know what you ordered. You, if you're going out to purchase clothes for you, that's one thing. But when you get up to a million dollars, there's definitely an ulterior motive there. It is personal on behalf of the personal shopper. And so I he should, should, he should have to pay that money back. Now with the pensions, guess what? Every pension fund has pension management. Correct. At the company and also at the brokerage firm. Mm -hmm. And guess what the brokerage firm is looking to do in many cases? is to maximize their profits, That's not right. necessarily your return. Right. So that is one of the reasons why they had this young lady into 10 different funds, because each of those funds, she had to pay a certain amount. Not a fee. Even when she got 1%, she was paying something like 50.50, half of that in fees, management for, fees. For management fees, exactly. Management fees. So yes. they. So what I'm saying to people is, it's not about capitalism. You know, right. we know that capitalism does not exist for us, for right. most people. It really uh -huh. exists for the elite. 
Right. It's, it's the it's, uh, Wall Street. Yeah. You know, but at the, the same time, hedge fund know, managers. Yep. But at the same time, we know that we are that we need capital to pay our bills. Right. That's we need correct. money. Yes. You're, yes. Hey, I'm a very handsome when I was kid. I was so I was so handsome when I was 18 years old. Uh -huh. I couldn't walk in the store and buy something with my handsome face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they have to pay you to walk in there. You see what I'm I, I have the same problem. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that it's just we just have to carry this burden, right? I have to carry burden. So you know, I, I used to tell people, "Hey, don't you want to give it to me because I'm so good looking?" Exactly. They're like, <laughs> no, hand over that cash. <laughs> doesn't work that way, brother. Paul. Exactly. That's right. I'm talk a little later about some of the strategies sure. for looking at the pension. Sure, sure. Now, one of the things I wanted to, to go back to, like you mentioned, nowadays young kids have these games. And they're learning uh, about money. That's exactly what's happening with my son. He's 14. He just started a financial literacy program at, at his school and he's in the eighth grade. Yes. That's number one. So we, we know that process is taking place. And the parents like me, I helped get a financial literacy program started in the schools. Senate Bill 500, a state of Maryland. I went up with the state senator and board of education members for the county. And we were able to get that in as an elective. So my son, in fact, he is actually going through that particular program. And the other thing that you mentioned before, when it comes to pension and looking back on the Air Force, for me, I knew uh, I got out of the Air Force after eight years and I went to work for mobile oil company, do the corporate thing. I was brought back on duty and, and I had 12 years before I could retire. So I was able to get those years in and get promotion from the captain when I left up to major, then lieutenant colonel. I could have stayed for colonel, but I had lost 12, uh, 13 family members in 12 years. And I was a little bit burnt out from that. And so I decided to get out, which was great. And when I retired from the Air Force, I was 43 years old, you see? But I had the pension that started immediately. I didn't have to wait until I was a certain age. And then of course you hit social security with age 62. And then whatever else that you earn along the way with 401k plans, having that insurance in place. And so when we look at wealth building, I did a little research on it the other day, brother. And let me tell you what, what it said. It said, uh, how does one generate wealth? And it is exactly what you said earlier. It's from the income that you earn. If you don't have income, you cannot generate wealth. You cannot pay bills. So it goes back to exactly what you said earlier. And so we want people who are listening to understand that if you're not working, you're not going to generate any wealth. It's just not going to happen. And, and, and Brother Paul, I want to give an example too, because sure, you're sure. talking about the military. Yes. After World War II, mm -hmm. the GIs came home, right? Yeah. Yes. Puerto Rican, Asians, Native Americans, and whites. Absolutely. The government, U.S. government created the GI Bill. GI Bill. Many, many have used that. <laughs> and at that time, what the GI Bill allowed veterans to do in the 19, late 1940s was to purchase homes. That's correct. But the banks and the federal government excluded blacks, Puerto Ricans, etc. veterans. Yeah. And so a lot of the wealth in the white community, 
that exists now in terms of this wealth gap that people talk about. Came from the GI Bill. Came from that GI Bill where, where which, which gave them a, a thousand. Yeah, which gave them, thousand, yeah, that gave them a, a, a marked advantage. A marked advantage. Over the people who, who are of color. And, and not only that, and so we have to understand that when they did that, mm -hmm. guess what? That money, the banks are a capitalist institution. Correct. Not only did they not give that money to black veterans, for instance, Puerto Rican veterans, sure. in the neighborhoods where blacks and Puerto Ricans lived, Native Americans lived, when they were able to get the capital to buy a home, sure. this would not even loan them. Exactly. Give so, them a mortgage. And so, or they were redlined, they would put right. a red line through those neighborhoods. Right. And if, so, for instance, here in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. I live in Prospect Heights. Right. The neighborhood right next to me is Park Slope. Right. Park Slope has a similar housing stock to Prospect Heights. Heights, right. Mostly brownstones. Mm -hmm. Very beautiful brownstones. Beautiful, beautiful properties. The brownstones and Prospect Heights for many years, for 30, 40 years, at least 20, 30 years, were undervalued compared to the ones in Park Slope. The difference was Park Slope was a white community mostly, homeowners, right. Prospect Park it's mostly. was black. And what happened is in, since gentrification, Hex has become more white. Right. And the values of the homes and prospect Ex Heights, the same homes exponentially have gone up to match those in Park Slope. Hope. You see, so this country in terms of capitalism is really about how do it's built on a, on a concept of white supremacy. It really is. And I'm not yeah. talking about politically, sure. I'm talking about economically. Economically, right. Economically, forget about the politics, forget about Republican, Democrat. That's the reality. Right. So the question is, do you want to control as much of your family's situation as possible? Because one thing that I've said forever is mm -hmm. that it's, it's not what you make. That's correct. It's not what you save. save. The saving rates, very low. Yeah. It's what you invest. Best. That makes That's a correct. difference. So when you correct. look at the wealth gap, True. A lot of it is based on real estate. Yeah, stocks. And stocks. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, and insurance too, certain and insurance, insurance policies. Well. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, and based on that. So it doesn't mean that we don't have real estate. Doesn't mean that we don't have stocks because I already said, whether you know it or not. You're investing. The company is investing <laughs> in stocks. Exactly. To pay you. Exactly. So you are, you are in the market whether you want to be or not. Right. Well, I want to just talk a couple of things about strategies. So sure. I say to people, look, first of all, you got to educate yourself. Absolutely. That's number one. You have to go in and you have to say, okay, I'm going to read everything I can in terms of this booklet that my company gives me about the pension plan. Exactly. And they, all, know, they all issue them right out of HR, human resources. I'm going to know everything about 
what I'm entitled to and what my options are for investing. Then I'm going to educate myself by actually getting into social media, yes. print, right. television, Bloomberg and Bloomberg, Wall Street, Sweet. All yeah. of these things that could give me knowledge, right? So now I'm looking at- and, and, and it's free. And it's free. On the TV, it's free. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of it is free yeah. and a lot of it is really uh, cheap. So Motley Fool is $99 a year. Yeah, yeah. And I would, if I would tell you how much I've made using Motley Fool in one month, they, you they, know. They do the research for you. Do the research for you. Yeah. So that's make... the first thing, educate yourself. Mm -hmm. Number two, understand that you and you have the responsibility right. to maximize what goes into your family. Exactly. Don't worry about what your friends say. Sure. You know, oh, you know, like, you know, you're bourgeois and all this. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I ain't bourgeois. I'm not. Bourgeois. Those are just words. It's not cash. <laughs> there are people, a sister got on me. She says, hey, you know, why are you investing? And, uh, that's not for that's not for working class people. I said that's that's a mistake, and that's what that's, they that's want. why that's yeah. what they want you to believe. Yeah, that's that's why the people don't have what they have because they believe something that's not true. Yeah, yeah, that's what they, they want you to believe that you know everything. They want you to believe that what you should do is work two to three jobs to feed your family and get on the food bank line. Yeah, well, I tell you. I tell you what, what COVID-19 is doing, and like we just saw out in Texas recently, there's a lot of people out there that were hurting. And a lot of people that were hurting, uh, now they're able to see, well, you know, I'm on my own. Yeah. You can't count on the U.S. government to bail you out, the local government, state government, or the, the local government. You're going to have to bail yourself out. And that's why having this financial knowledge can really help a person. And to give you an example, I saw the other day, that somebody's light stayed on in Texas for yeah. a week yeah. and they received a bill of $7,000 ah. from the power company. They got a low they jacked up the price. And guess what? <laughs> the wholesale, the wholesale uh, energy people. So now with Biden going in with the uh, emergency relief, right. the, the companies, the electric companies, who by the way, they are investing oh, in the market they expect for Biden to, to cover that guy who paid, whose bill is not $7,000. Uh -huh. The governor of Texas expect that too. But at the same time, they invested in the market, but they never invested in winterizing right. the system. Which is the basic thing to do. Guess what? When, when wind farms, turbines operate yeah. in Norway. You know how cold it is in Norway? Much colder than here coming off of Russia. <laughs> you see what I'm Much saying? colder. So, well, in other words, they did nothing to prepare for that storm, but they, they would, the federal government gave them 10 years to get right, and they just didn't do it. But the mayor of Houston said right. that he proposed 10 years ago that they right. should get on top of this, but they have this idea of independence. Right. So what I'm saying is the system is not set up to really take care of the common. It, it's not, it's not. So, and, and, and this is the only system we have now. We can fight sure. the system and we should sure. fight for rights and economic rights. And you know, I've been doing that sure. all my life. Environmental rights, everything. But at the same time, we have to feed our family. We have to.
That's the basic, the basic necessity. So it's knowledge. Get it in knowledge. Yeah. Yes. Applying the knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, start it small. Yes. You know, don't get, don't jump into the get rich quick scheme. It, do, it doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, and you may never get rich investing. Exactly. But you would be a better off. You'd be you further know, ahead. You retire, dude, would you rather have $200,000, $300,000 in your pension account that's accessible right. to you? Or would you rather have 30000 or 40000 We know the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this is not about... This is not about me telling you to be a capitalist or you telling them to be a capitalist. Right. It is about us telling them you have to take care of your of family. family. And if you take care of your family and you invest wisely, you can also take care of your extended family. Exactly. You know, exactly. Extended, and that makes a big difference. Yeah. When your extended family member has a sickness and they don't have the uh, coverage of their medical thing and sure. they need five or 10, you could give them, you could, you can get, and, and, I, it can, and it can save their lives too. Save their lives. Yeah. The other thing is we have to have this idea of, we talk about legacy. Right. So one of the things that we know in legacy is that we're talking about passing on legacy wealth, right? That's correct. Remember 40 acres of the mule? Oh yeah. That it was, was actually, it was written in, into law, but it never, they never would allow it to happen. Of course. And, and you know what 40 acres in a mule was about? It was about investing. Because yes. guess what was the most, what was the most investable it's, thing in America at that it's, time? It's land. land. It's land. It's land. Yeah. You could farm because they would, that was the agricultural uh, uh, trend at that time. That was agricultural society at that time. It wasn't industrial yet. Exactly. So yeah. land, land was the market. It was the market. Exactly. That, you own fact, acreage. In fact, in fact, when they looked at, the enslaved people in America, because we were tied to the land. Right. The, the value, the so-called monetary value, value of the enslaved people in the South was greater than all the wealth in all the banks of America. Exactly. So, yes. so the, so the land, land is very, very, it was important then, it's important now. Uh-huh. in New York City, you have a house. I have a house over here in Brooklyn. Uh -huh. I own the house, but I don't. I own the house, but I don't own the land because New York City has something that doesn't really let you own the land under your property. Oh, got it. Okay. So it's like eminent domain. Is that what that yeah. is? What, what what it is is they they set up these rules. And so sure. at some point they could come in and they could do eminent domain. The only got thing it. that stops them from doing eminent domain in my neighborhood. It's because it has, it's a historic historical society, yeah. Historic neighborhood. Uh -huh. So you gotta you gotta educate yourself. You gotta believe that you are entitled to take care of your family. Yes. You gotta That's believe, the case. You gotta believe that you are responsible to take care of your family. Exactly. You gotta believe that you could get smart enough to do this over time, True. and that you have to set up an educational plan for yourself. Just like when you go to school for three or four years. Sure. You got to set up an educational you're, plan you're, for yourself. You're, you're planning for that. Absolutely. You got to plan to educate yourself in investments. For sure. And so I want to give just a couple of examples. Sure. I say to people, I say to my friends who are like in their 60s and stuff, I say, look, all right, so you're, you've retired, you have great pensions. Sure. So are you going to wait until you're 90s to, you know, pass on and pass on your legacy? 
I said, no, don't do that. It's I happening said, now. <laughs> I said, you have, you have kids and you have grandkids. Right. Stop passing some of that money on to them now. So right. say, for instance, if you have a, a son like mine when he was 22, mm -hmm. uh -huh. I started investing in a Roth IRA. Yes. There's a retirement account for him. Mm -hmm. I bought him at that time Facebook for $68 mm -hmm. a share. Which is Today, very good. book is about 260, 270. Uh -huh. This yeah. is only three, four years ago. Sure. Right? So if you do the math, you will say, you will see already that the money that I gave him like four years ago, five years ago, uh -huh. has actually quadrupled, more than quadrupled. Exactly. Investments. Because you've had growth. Because we've had particular. growth. Yes. So, so I look and I say, hey, people are mm -hmm. on Facebook. And guess what? Sure. It's your part of you're your investment. Making, you're making Mark Zuckerberg rich if you're not getting any any richness yourself from Facebook. Because exactly. Mark Zuckerberg, guess what he's doing? He's getting ready now to uh, repurchase. I think something like three billion shares of Facebook. Right. Yeah. So what else? And, and, and by the way, his second headquarters, C two, is right here in Crystal City, Virginia. About five miles from where I live, and they're bringing in about 100,000 employees down there. That means they're going to need to sell houses, which they're doing. They're, people, Some people have to move out because they're, they're local people because they know they're going to make a lot of money with those people moving in. But they're bringing in, they're building, actually physically building a whole other, the second headquarters. One, one of course, out there in where they, in uh, Washington State. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're building a second one. They, you know why? They want to be close to the seat of government. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. exactly. Influence. So yeah. what I'm saying to what I'm saying to people is, guess what? Facebook is an investment vehicle. Facebook yeah. is not putting you on its platform. Exactly. Just have you entertain your for friend? Fun. Yeah. They, they are make, they are monetizing it. They are making money advertising. Advertising. They are making money off that. Yeah. So I'm saying, start if you have the means. Sure. Start passing on some of that means now because. If you start investing in your sons and your daughters and your grandkids exactly. and your nieces and your nephews now, uh -huh. when they're in their early 20s, you could put $5,000 a year into a Roth IRA for them, right. uh -huh. which is a retirement account, while at the same time on their job, they could also be part of a pension plan. So they have two pension plans working for them, the exactly. Roth yeah. and the company. Yeah. And then what you do with the Roth, if you put it in something like Fidelity or Vanguard or some exactly. of these other trading platforms, mm -hmm. and you see it grow. So if you look at $5,000 in uh, four years ago, that $5,000 now is more than 20, almost $25,000. Exactly, yeah, quadruple. Yeah. And, and I've been each year putting another five and another five and uh -huh. another five, and I'm going to continue to do that. So, so it's exponential growth. Yeah, and that's what you want to do. You have to sure. make your you have to make your means work for your family. You have to make it work for your extended family when right. they are in need. Uh -huh. You have to make it work for your friends, and and I help our friends. You uh -huh. have to make it work for institutions, mm -hmm. like we were saying, Smithsonian, Schomburg, right, yeah. College, that, Ron, Hampton right. University. Absolutely. Every year, I give significant amount of money to those institutions. Sure. I couldn't do that if I wasn't invested. Exactly. What? what are they doing at Howard and right. at Hampton? They invest. Investing. In, they are investing 
themselves. Exactly. Because they know that that endowment, if they right. just let it sit there in a savings account, it's, it's not, not going to do anything. Right. So why do they? Because you, you made the difference the other day between uh, Harvard, which is what, 40 billion, and what we're talking about, 19? Uh, no, Howard, Howard? 194. 194. And then Harvard is 40 billion, the largest in the world. Yeah, 194 million. Million. But Harvard has been around much longer. Right. And Harvard, of course, has some very, very, very powerful Powerful, right. President. University uh, 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 a billion dollars and not even blow their nose. Exactly. So. And they name, name a wing of one of the uh, buildings by them, a hospital or something by them. Name the people who, who donated to them. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm saying to you is that so Howard is an they're invested Spellman. Yes. Yeah. Morehouse. So yeah. let's let's understand this. So again, so pass on what you have. Don't yeah. don't wait until you make your transition. Right. And educate your children and your grandchildren because when you make your transition, what you have left, you don't want them fighting over. Right. Right. It's already uh, you already so written out what who gets what. So you have, you're going to have a will and then you're going to have a state plan yeah. because you don't want it to go to probate court on death. You have to wait long to get it. And then the, the lawyers who are managing the probate, they're just getting fees out of what you have. Yeah. So the other thing is the earlier you transfer wealth, the more valuable it is. Yes. The, the $5,000 I gave him four uh -huh. years ago is now uh -huh. almost 24,000, exactly. not counting any other stuff. Guess what? And it's going to continue to grow. Right. So when he gets to be 62, 64, and he wants to take that money out, it comes out tax free. He's the going wild, to be on that yacht and you're yeah. going to be with him. <laughs> no, 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 he better not buy a yacht. He's going to buy a yacht. That's racist. <laughs> no, I'm know, going to encourage him to buy a yacht. <laughs> you know what it is? Uh -huh. I always tell myself, I, I was driving around in a Camry. Uh -huh. That's been the most expensive car I ever owned. Not mm. because I could buy a Maserati. Sure. You see what I'm saying? But uh -huh. guess what? I don't, I'm not a consumer. Yeah. You know, I I am I am an investor. But, but see, I, that's that's why you you are doing as well as you are, because when you get caught into that consumerism, that means spending. It doesn't mean saving or investing. Not at all. Yeah. So so uh, what, so I'm encouraging people to pass on. So you get the knowledge, you right. pass on the knowledge, you apply the knowledge, uh -huh. you look at your pension plan, you understand your pension plan, you start studying it. You say, you look and you say, look, by 12 months from now, I want to understand X, Y, and Z right. about my pension plan. Uh -huh. And as I understand, I will begin to make differences, different, different decisions in it. Exactly. I want to give another example. When uh, my wife retired in 2015, and I uh -huh. won't name the company, sure. we went to the city, uh, the uh, management firm sure. and the broker, and he said, wow, you guys have done so well self-management uh -huh. of this. So now, you know, you have to think about, don't, don't take as many risks anymore. Sure. Uh, what you need to do is you, you need to just think about preserving your capital, going to bonds and conservative investments. Right. And I said, no, nah, you know, I understand that's the conventional wisdom. Sure. When you get to be a certain age, you go more conservative. Right. But if you have other means 
you know, that you that can go further. Up, right. right? Like property, sure. right? You could take more risk. Absolutely. Since 2015, December 2015, we had this conversation about March of 2016. My wife's pension has grown 90%. Whew. That because I didn't listen to that guy. Exactly. I made decisions. Exactly. Now, I'm not saying, remember, I started this 40, this, this journey right. more than 40 years ago of listening and learning. So a lot of sunrises, a lot of uh, sunsets. Right. I, I, I started when I was broke. Right. Raising that's, two that's, kids as hey, a single father. Hey, and when you're broke, there's nowhere to go but up. <laughs> and guess what? Being broke is a real motivator Absolutely. for education. Yes, incentive. Education. It's incentive. It's an incentive for education. Absolutely. So, so I'm not saying don't go conservative. Know your situation. Exactly. Know when you can take risk. I don't take risk on certain things. Like I don't risk Bitcoin. Right, me I either. know people who did that, but I don't understand oh, yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah, me either. But guess what? I'm, I'm I'm even studying Bitcoin and I'm beginning to understand a little uh, bit more about it. Yeah, I, 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 what's interesting for me is the other day and people kind of seek me out, right? I think because of the podcast and the ladies, uh, I never met her before. I just kind of saw her on the internet and saw that she did Bitcoin and she actually advertises that she does Bitcoin and she you send her the money and she'll invest your money and help you make 50,000 a month. And I'm sitting there listening to that and I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know, I was born at night, but not last night, right? Not last night. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there like, she was really pressing on this thing. I said, well, why don't I get you on my podcast and we'll talk about it on that show. See, you get on the podcast and now it's public, right? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, people, you know, this is not about getting rich quick. Exactly. The other thing I want to say in the limited time that we have left sure. is a lot of people make big salaries and they carry high credit card debt. Yes. And right? that's a problem. And they carry Cause, high. Because if you're living off of your credit card, you are a consumer. Uh, and, absolutely. And it's not a saver or investor. Right. So one of the features of pension plans is a pension loan. Yeah. And the pension loan, you're going to get it at a level interest rate that is generally lower than what you're going to get on a commercial market. Exactly. So if you go to a bank, they're going to want to charge you 13, 14, 15% for mm -hmm. a $15,000, $20,000 loan to pay off your credit card. Uh -huh. So you pay off your $20,000 in credit card debt. And guess what? Now you owe the bank $20,000. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's so to their you, advantage. <laughs> so what, what you do is you take a pension loan. Right. And at the low interest rate. At a low interest rate. So if, for instance, if you work for the Board of Education in New York and you're a school teacher, sure. you can get a pension loan at the rate that you earn interest on your pension, uh -huh. which for a teacher is seven and a half percent. That's a good rate. Right. It's good. Yeah. So uh, about seven percent. So that's about 50 percent of yeah. what you would pay for a regular bank or lending right. institution. So now what happens is so you take out that pension loan, mm -hmm. you you pay off your $20,000 debt. Mm -hmm. Then you start paying off your pension loan mm -hmm. based on your salary. They'll take it out of your salary on a monthly basis. Uh -huh. So if you do like a two-year payment plan, guess what? 
at the end of those two years, when you total up the amount of interest that you paid, you pay paid about three, between three and four percent interest. Because exactly. what happens you is accelerate as, it. as you pay off every month, a certain percentage, the majority of the Principal. percentage of that pay goes back into your pension, which is still earning seven and a half. Exactly. Right. So, but a lot of people, they don't, they don't even see that as a tool. Right. So there's so much that we could cover, but we are limited in time. time. Yeah. But I just want to say to people, look, you know, somebody said that uh, money is the root of all evil. No, it's not. Uh, it's, the love of money, money. is the root of exactly, all people. Exactly, exactly. Let's get it right. See, you can't, you can't see the humanity in money. No, right? there's, there's no, no humanity. There's no, money is a means a of tool. exchange. It existed exactly. before the United States existed. It existed yeah. before this capitalistic system existed. Exactly. It existed in the feudal system. It, it, it existed it, 2000. It Guess what? Yeah. They used to, they used to, in Africa, they used to have a uh, Shells. Right. That was their form of money. Certain kinds of decorative shells. So exactly. It's been out there. So don't get hung up. Uh huh. Don't get hung up. You know, thinking that if you there's something new. That if you <laughs> that if you work and you invest to take care of your family, that you're creating some kind that you're some kind of a center, that you're some kind of a reprobate. Well, um, I don't think they would think that they're a center because the church takes that money in, don't they? When they're tithing. Yeah, so, so, so if you're going to call somebody as a sinner, then maybe there shouldn't be any tithing. And we know tithing happens every day. <laughs> right? I went to a church in Harlem. I won't name the church uh -huh. one, one, one day. And uh, it was a church my brother was in. Uh -huh. And I looked at, they had up there the amount of money that they collected in their last Sunday service. Uh -huh. And I looked, and it was $175,000. Yep. I said, damn. And a nonprofit. <laughs> And they're nonprofit. You can't even tax them. Brother Paul, I said, damn, <laughs> what are they doing with this? <laughs> what are they doing? Come on. We we need, so you take that money, uh -huh. 175000 and you oh, turn yeah. around and you look at your congregation and say, how can we build houses? And how there are churches in New York that oh, have yeah. done that, like Floyd oh, Blake. Oh, yeah. He did that, like uh -huh. uh, out in Brownsville. Right. They, built, they, they renovated a lot of homes and built uh -huh. new homes for people in that community. And right. the church people benefited from that. Exactly. But again, those were investments. Yes. And Don't smart investments at that. Very smart. Yeah. Was because homeless. you're shutting down, you're going to slow down that homelessness. Exactly. And guess what? If, you're, if your congregation can't live right. around you, they you're can't not support you. Congregation. You can't so support you. You look here now in Fort Greene, which used to sure. be uh -huh. Hills, which used to be a black community. Right. It is changing so quickly. The churches, they need to be on top of their game in terms of ensuring that the people who were long-term residents we'll have back. an opportunity to stay in Brooklyn. Right. Not to be priced out of Brooklyn. Yeah. They're pricing, they've been pricing black people and Puerto Ricans out of Brooklyn. Like, man, it's like putting people on a train and sending them, shipping them somewhere. Yeah, they have so, that shift, that shift so, going so on. If you don't, if you don't have the means, guess what? When it's when it, comes, when it comes time, when it comes time for them to take over your building uh -huh. and, and turn it into a co-op, a condominium, right. where you're going to live. Yeah. You can go back down south. You can't afford it up there, not on a regular pay. 
our retirement. Yeah. Well, that, that's, uh, you know, very uh, interesting. And again, it's that people really have to look out for themselves because uh, one thing that we can say is that we're on our own. Uh, not that we're by ourselves, but when it comes to these type of things, like understanding the pension, understanding the stock market, understanding investment in real estate, we have to do some, some of that, uh, what we call that sweat equity work ourselves. We have to educate ourselves. I always tell people, I'd say, okay, uh, have you ever seen a black man come out of a bank, you know, having mm -hmm. not gotten a loan and seeing a white man standing there waiting to give him some money? It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It's I'm not, not going to happen. I'm not white people. I'm, I'm just talking reality here. Right. So when you walk out of the bank and they say no to you right. because you want to run a business, right. you see today Biden has said, okay, we need to take care of all those small, small businesses, businesses right. that Mom we're and taking Pop. care of. Mom and Pops, and guess who they are? They're black, black and brown. They're Latino. Yeah. And, and, and they're small businesses. He even talked about the barbershops. Sure. How many brothers are running barbershops that are in dire need? More than we can <laughs> count. <laughs> so guess what I do? It, I, I haven't been to my barber in a year because sure. of the pandemic. Exactly. But every three months I go over because of my investments and I give my barber more money than I would have given him, had cut him your hair. For my, to cut my hair. And I also give to the owner the same amount of money because I want to see their business survive. Exactly. But I couldn't do that if I weren't. Right. You'll, you'll be trying to, you, well, in other words, what you're saying is um, both for both of us, we're not trying to survive. We're, we're gotta thrive. yeah, we already past that. What we're doing is making it good for the next generation. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Because just like me, people say, you know, a lot of people hurt during the pandemic, and there are jobs lost, everything. But me, I've actually gotten more income. Yeah, I've gotten more over the, over the year. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And and I'm sitting there like, um, and it, with this year, and with things somewhat going back to normal, I'm gonna make even more this year. Yeah, and 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 guess what? There are people. Uh, I think which which one? Uh, there was an IPO that came out last yeah. year, uh -huh. and on the first day of that IPO, uh, Warren Buffett made more than a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is, guess what? Whether you are invested or not, somebody's gonna make. Some they're money. making the money, and guess what? They don't care. No. What you think? Exactly. They don't care. Yeah, it doesn't affect care. them. Warren Buffett said his tax rate is lower than the tax rate of his secretary. Well, how about Amazon? Well, <laughs> they haven't paid taxes. I don't think they've ever paid taxes. There are many, many of those uh, big box companies, uh, Walmart, all, they don't even pay taxes. You're just like, what? And, and guess why they don't pay taxes? It's because guess what? They have money, they have investments. And like I take my money and I give it to the barber. Right. They take their money and give it to the lobbyists in Washington. Exactly. To write to pass the laws. laws to keep themselves right. on top. So we'd and say we say that 2017 tax cut given to the top one percent and major corporations, and we're saying our country is in debt. Well, how can we we wouldn't be in debt? Have you not given them the, that? They they took the revenue they would have gotten from the 
um, the top 1% and the corporations, and they put that burden on the middle class and then the low, low income earning people. And, and it's, that, it, that math never works. Right. And guess what? They turned around and said they did not want to uh, increase food snack, food right. stamps. Right. You know, this is this is a reality of this country. Guess yeah. what? So we have to change. Last thing I'm going to say is, guess what? People are celebrating Stacey Abrams and, right. and Black women for turning Georgia. Yeah. And they should be celebrated. Absolutely. But guess what? Enable them to celebrate to to be celebrated. Sure. People with investments like me, yeah. like others, you know, not not just the super rich sure. black folks. White folks, Latinos, yeah. Asians, right. sit them two, three, four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. Sure, it all added up. Yeah, it so added up. because everything in America costs money. Money, it costs you right. It, it, There's nothing free. And nothing, not even a look in the mirror is cost free. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, remember how you used to go to a gas station, you put air in your tire, free. <laughs> you know how you twenty five cents a dollar. Right. You remember when we were growing up, you would have just laughed if people said you got to pay for water. Yeah. Right? They tried, they tried to take control of water now. I know. Make it investable well, an investment. Well, look, look, look at what I learned in Air War College. Then the next big war, it's not gonna be over oil or gas. It's gonna be over water. Yeah. I just brother Paul, look at the time, but I'm going okay. to say sure. once. I went to the Dasani factory in uh -huh. uh, Queens. Right. And Dasani is water, uh -huh. Coca-Cola. Right. So I walked in this factory and I forgot the number of cases of water they turn out a day. Sure. So I walked into this factory uh -huh. and um, they were giving me a tour sure. because I was a senior assistant, uh, uh -huh. superintendent for corporate partnerships sure. at the Board of Education. Uh -huh. I walked in there. And in this whole big factory, they had four people working on the floor. Everything was automated. Yeah, and, computers, yeah. And the only, the only workers that they really had is the guys who drive the trucks. But guess what? In 10 years, they won't even need them because they won't have self-driving. Self yeah, I've seen have, some of them already. So Dasani buys water from New York City right. at two cents a gallon. And they filter it. They feel they have their own process. Uh-huh. When you go to a knit game, they're selling you a 12-ounce bottle for $4.50. That's all. So that's less than DC. I went to one of the Washington Mystics game with my kids. <laughs> and it was for each bottle, it was five dollars. Because they won't <laughs> let you bring it in. Yeah, they won't let you bring it in. Right. You know what I'm saying? They pay two cents a gallon, but they're charging you four fifty for twelve a, ounces. That's a lot of profit. This this is America. Yeah. So get with the people, study. Yes. Share your knowledge. Yes. Pass on. Let's give a legacy to our kids, to our families. Uh huh. And let's help our neighbors. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank, thank you so much for that, uh, Dr. Skia David Sr. And what we want people to take away from this particular session here on pensions is that you, many of us and many of you have it available to you. And it's not too late to make a conversion by taking some of that pension, those pension funds and investing in something else, maybe stocks, 
maybe real estate, maybe insurance, but don't let it just sit there and do nothing because it, it's going to cost you. It's what we call Dr. Davis opportunity cost because we didn't take any action to do something about it. And the action that we're talking about being actionable is looking at your children, your grandchildren, nieces, nephews, friends, businesses, and making a difference. Because if we don't make a difference, a difference will not be made. And that's just the bottom line. And we saw that out in Texas last week, that you're on your own. Uh, yeah. When we had Hurricane Katrina, the people were what? On their own. Yeah. And so you're going against a natural disaster and this global um, warming issue that's hitting, making it weather so cold right now. Uh, we're on our own and we have to be smart, educate ourselves, learn from others. Like I said, I'm not the smartest person in the room tonight. Dr. Davis is. I willingly accept it because I understand and recognize wisdom. And if you can't recognize wisdom, shame on you. <laughs> right, Dr. Davis? All right. Yes. You know, so, and, and, and we, all, we all are wise and, yes. you know, we're smarter than we, what we think we are. And the thing that people should do is to know that the stock market is not a mystery. It's not. There, there are kids who are 12, 13, and 14 years Absolutely. old who are mastering it. And in your pensions, and most pension plans, you can invest in stocks or yes. you can stay in very conservative mutual funds. Sure. They put you into based on some algorithm. Right. And when you look up and you think you have something, you have very little. Exactly. Because even with the military pension, they send it out once a month, but I can direct deposit it and distribute it into the stock market or into an insurance plan. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of just making decisions. And especially I want to talk to also right now, the 26 million veterans that are out there. When you talk 26 million people, that's a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. So, so yes, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Davis Sr. And uh, this is going to conclude this particular session. And it was really just dynamite. And we're still going to have some more things that come up. And we want you all, all listeners to know this. But uh, right now, uh, we're really happy with this particular episode talking about pensions. Get out there on Apple Podcasts rate and review this episode with Dr. Davis and I, as we're providing this information on pensions and share it with your family, your friends and your relatives. And uh, we want you to do well. We want you to do good because that's what it's going to take to survive in, in this economy uh, this year and into the future. So uh, my time is up and I thank you for yours. Dr. Davis, I want to thank you once again for being just an awesome, awesome guest expert. And uh, we're going to do this again on another topic. So get ready, listeners, get ready. So for the Wealth Academy podcast community, everyone have a great day. And I'll see you on the next uh, session, coaching session. This is session eight. And we'll see you on, on the very next one. So have a great day, everyone. Dr. Davis, have a great day and great week, my friend. Okay, great. All right. Have a great day, everyone. This is Coach Paul Lawrence Van saying to you, Enjoy your day. Thank you for listening. Thank you. You will find the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes.